sharing where we're at a bit, sharing where we're going a bit, in particular to do with the last couple of days. So there's a mandate on our church. There's a call on our church. It isn't to be that type of church you might have a, a mandate to be more of a fold where people just come and are well past it. We hope that that is part <laughs> of what our church is. Oh my gosh, is that a priority? But it is not a place where um, primarily where it's just a place where people can come and just be family. We really feel like people will come be family and equipped and go. So we're a sense church. We really have been feel we've been called to this region, in particularly um, Quinana, Mandra, Peel region. Okay, so half this church is from Mandra, <laughs> a good bunch from this area, some people coming from Perth. But we feel that the Lord's given us permission and asked us to go forth and heal this area. There's some funky things going on in this area, in, the, in crime and areas like that, but also just in the spirit realm. So Brad and Lisa have just been over to Turlock, California, and they had another prophetic word while I was over there with someone who doesn't know them, doesn't know anything about here. I pl did you played it last week? About, yeah. And again, how many of you kept hearing this theme of snakes in this area? It's been a long-term theme of in the spirit. There's just a battle. And that's all he saw. He says, I just see you, and you're amongst snakes, but you've been given authority. The Lord has sent you to that region. He even said, it's a funky place you're in. I haven't seen this before. But he said, the Lord has given you a mandate to do that. So what that involves is um, just even in the spirit, dealing with things, territorial spirits, cleansing the atmospheres, things that have been here for generations, but also cleansing people. And so it's bringing healing to the people. I'm not surprised it's an area, Quinana and Mandra, where there's a lot of crime, a lot of um, court orders, restraining orders, uh, a lot of homelessness, a lot of drugs. And we're like, yeah, we get to go. And so it really has been a season when this church began that we started to do lots of evangelism, which is also part of healing this land. So if you're evangelism oriented, that's, that's part of it. But we started to host this and do that and do a big breakfast for Christmas and a whole bunch of people came, but we didn't have the tools. Not only did we not have the tools, we ourselves weren't equipped enough in, a, in our, our own journeys. You know, we were, I wouldn't say we're a bunch of broken people, but maybe we, I think it's okay to say <laughs> we're a bunch of broken people <laughs> in, in a way that we were just, Bethia, you, where is she? She joined this church and you just said, oh my gosh, oh, everyone in leadership so young, your children with swords. She was like, really, Jesus, is it okay? Your kids with swords. And it's exactly, it's exactly how it's been. And it's been a season where the Lord, we came out of that focus on, on the community and focus on uh, community work. And, and, and we actually just, the Lord began to, to sift us and to sift and sift and do a healing and do a strengthening. And we're learning, how many of you are learning, it's when you gain authority in your own life, you use that authority when you go out. And we're starting to get strong. And there's an authority because of the faithfulness of stewardship. So being in this community, it's like you can't get away from a, this corporate responsibility of how, how are you, how's your marriage, what's going on in, in, the in, the, in, the, in secret so that you have dominion in the public, yeah? And so we are a church who we know where each other's at. We talk very honestly. How many of the guys at the shed are like, whoa, they really talk about everything. <laughs> but it's anywhere. It's life hub. It's talking. And we just, we say it all, not because we're crap, not because we're, you know, it's we, we, we walk in the light and we have fellowship with one another. And then we go and we stay in the light. We're a, a, a community that is very open about where we're at and, and we're going forward. Um, 
I'm actually going to get a couple of my leaders to come up and share some testimonies. They are examples of people who presently have been so faithful in stewarding their own life. And I tell you what, they're the people who will have authority when it comes to the way they move. You know, when Jennifer Evers came here and she did all of that um, dealing with corporate strongholds and all of that spiritual work, yeah? Yeah? Do you know why she has that authority? She used to be in the occult herself. Like, we have authority in things that we come out of. So when she was young, when she was young, her deliverance that she had when she was 17 or something really, really young was, was huge. And, the l- and she was actually in her bedroom and she had the, the radio on and, and she then turned it right down so it could just be on the low Christian radio as she slept. And then it just went loud for one sentence. You need to know your authority in God. And then it went quiet again and she knew something supernatural had happened. And then after that came her own deliverance, over and over, delivered from this, delivered from this. Then when they're running a church and now there's a group of people equipped in how to deliver and set the captives free, very important. They call her and a group of people over to a house where this, I don't know if it was a pastor or this man in the church, where his son was levitating at home. So he's into the cult. He's actually raised off the ground in their lounge room. So they call the people of the church to come help. That team went to the house and the different groups, they prayed, they prayed, they couldn't break this thing. And then Jennifer, she just took her shoulders, she commanded it to leave, and they left. And you came to know the Lord and he's part of their youth group. Why did she have that authority? She's, you, what you gain in the secret place, you, you have authority. And we're in a season where we're not yet running in our authority. What we're starting to notice in people's lives here is you're, at, you're in the season where you're starting to get your breakthroughs individually. That's where we're up to. So if you've been in a long wrestling season where for some of you, your battle at the moment is gaining spiritual ground of your home because there's been a wrestle for it. Maybe one of your partners is here, maybe one of them isn't, or maybe there's, you know, you've got young adults there and there's a mix of what's going on at home and you're, you're trying to just, it's a, it's a long season of pain in the home. That, that's not just because you're supposed to live life battling at home. You're gaining, you're gaining, you're building muscles, you're gaining authority in your home. It's going to end. You will have that authority. But that, those are the people who then end up then gaining authority and, and releasing it in their street. Then they release it territorially. Then they, you know, the region. We grow in our authority. So if you feel the Lord's put a big call in your life, you will only start small. This church started very, very small. I was member number eight. And then the numbers grew maybe just by a few <laughs> each year. Like, you're, you're at three maybe. But your authority, you, the, what you're wrestling with at the moment, if you are uh, battling in your marriage, it's, it's not just for your marriage. It's for marriages. That's the mandate on this church. Hang in there. Stick in there. If you're battling with your insomnia, if you're battling with demonic stuff, if you're battling in relationships, if you're battling in your workplace, keep going. We're with you, but it's for workplaces. If you're someone you lost all the money, you lost a child, you just keep going. Stand your ground. You're with you. Get whole, get healed, and that territory will be yours. Wherever you've had losses in your life, that will be the thing. It says in Judges, what devoured you will feed you. What came to devour you will end up feeding you. And that's the way it works. Stand your ground, stand your ground. Long battle with an, a particular addiction, that will be an area, if you were to pray over someone, the, the freedom will be much greater than if I did, if it was that addiction and I didn't have it. It's actually, you are released and you have a higher authority because you stood. 
and above all, he stood. So it's unto something, it's unto something. We're almost all of us, as far as I know, we're, we're in that season where we're starting to come through with our personal breakthroughs. Now we're going to be in this next season. You'll start to see all those times where you just stood and you went, it's unto something, it's unto something. You will see the unto something. And you will be released by the Lord because you've been found faithful. It's about stewardship and faithfulness. So a couple of examples of what it is to just fight for your own personal journey. Um, where's Lisa Stanley? Where have you been at, beautiful one? That's okay. <laughs> so Lisa, <laughs> Lisa Stanway is both um, an intercessor in this house and the leadership team and as well as one of our prayer ministers. We just love you. And one of our life hub leaders. And the catering. And the young moms. <laughs> Gosh, um, just these last few weeks, like, so much has shifted in me. Like, I'm I'll just give you a bit of background. Like, um, Generationally, there's been, like, a spirit of fear that has been in our family line. And um, it showed up pretty bad in me. Like, I just, I felt like I've been Joseph in the prison, like, for so long. And, um... And yet God was giving me beautiful things in the prison. Like, it was, it was like, and I got to the point, I thought, well, if I only just live in this prison, like, I've got you, Lord. But it's just been so restrictive. Like, I just, at the worst time, at the worst part of it through my life, I could hardly walk into a church with people. I couldn't shop. And, and when I never used to shop for me, I couldn't see people. And, um... But I felt this incredible love. It was sort of weird, like I could feel God's presence. And I I used to love having times with him, but I just, I felt like, God, I'm, it's not who I am. I feel like I can't be fully who I am. And um, I just didn't realize how strong it was. But we've had prayer ministry recently, and um, and, uh, and I've just had this heart. I The Lord showed me that our whole family is moving forward in incredible speed and it's happening. Like my kids, my married kids are over here and like it was God's really just doing an incredible work in our families, breaking stuff that only he can break. And um, and I just, I actually felt like I, I went to renounce stuff and I, I felt like all this energy went from me and I couldn't do it. It was like I just felt like I... I haven't got the energy to get it. I didn't, it was like showing up, it was spiritual and Amy felt the same thing and um, and then she just thought, right, we're going for it. And, um, but since then, it's like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she, she just, yeah, she's the, that's just like a, a, a flag to a bull. And, um, <laughs> but, oh, you know, since then, like, I feel like I've had major surgery because it's been such a strong thing in our family line. No one, no one really has risen, we like get to a certain point in our Christian walk and then anything to do with leadership or anything like that just totally back away. All my sisters have had anxiety, their children, like there's been a huge root. And um, so I, I feel like I've had surgery and I'm in recovery and I feel weird. Like I can't explain it, but I feel um, like this solid peace but really vulnerable and raw, like, and it's almost like I feel a bit like, oh, can I really step out here? Does it, it just feels unusual because I'm not, I, I'm not used to this territory, and um, but I just feel like, I mean, I'm just encouraging you, those that have been in the prison for so long and certain things, like, God is so there with you, and like, just don't give up because 
you've packed up your old baggage from the old country and you're in the new country now and he's got he's got new territory for all of us and and it's like what's happening on the inside like we I don't even know we would all have personal struggles we don't even know fully what's going on in our heads and in our hearts things that we're just wrestling with and people only see little glimpses of it but God sees the whole thing and he just is so there he just knows the depths of your pain and um, he just has so much. And I I'm just feel like, oh, I, th- I thought my kids were just going to run and I'd have to watch them. But now the Lord's saying, no, you're running with them. So <laughs> Tell us about that you're able to read that whole scripture. Oh, yeah, yeah. And um, uh, I just have to say, like, at the um, 24-hour prayer, um, I was asked a few weeks ago to help Candace. I thought, oh, Candace, she's like the leader of the whole thing, like, she's she's just like knows how to talk her head off and I was like oh and then I started to get like feel a bit funny and I just was like I just every time I kept weeping before the Lord he kept giving me bunches of red roses that's all I could see was just like first love first love so I just felt like this sense of like his his closeness and and then um and I thought I got the Lord gave me this um psalm to read and I thought oh oh why did you give me a psalm I can't read out in public because I well like I used to just have conversations my throat was closed just talking with people for years but to read a whole psalm and I was like oh but it was so strong on me so I thought okay all right Lord and I just really yielded to it I was just like and then I I was really shocked because I wasn't obsessed by it for two weeks you know like when you know you've got to do something you can't stop thinking about over and over you go to bed you're like (laughs) and um and and I was able to just, I just read it and I was just like I was, it was just nothing like in the sense of it was just peaceful and just like, I was just, but it was just like for someone to think, oh, it's just a psalm. For me, it's a major breakthrough, like major. And um, <laughs> it's so incredible. Isn't that exciting? So when it comes to fear and anxiety, guess who we'll lean towards when it comes to taking over this region. What, what, what devoured you will end up feeding you, and that will be your territory. So thank you for standing. All those times you've seen her involved, all those times you've led Life Hub, she's had this sense until this year, and um, she's so faithful in the, in the dark. So hang in there, hang in there. Jane, I'm just going to lean on you in our We Run Together thing. Do you mind just coming and sharing where you've been at? Another one of our prayer ministers, one of our main ones. I'm very comfortable. I've got no things on my... I've just got socks on. (laughs) I'm very little next to you. (laughs) Not in the spirit. (laughs) Oh, I didn't know I was going to speak, so um, bear with me. (laughs) Okay, yeah, um... Well, I just feel different this morning. I had some prayer ministry on Friday and some stuff that had been brewing. So I'd started that prayer ministry a few weeks ago. And it was like, oh, yeah, it was major, major roots of rejection, of abandonment, of lots of big stuff that's really affected me through my life but not really understood it or even understood why. Why have I got those things? So Holy Spirit's so good just revealed stuff to me that I thought, wow. And there was some stuff on Friday that I just went, wow. 
I didn't even know that was going on. So I'm just really thankful for the Lord through Amy. Amy just, she's just an amazing prayer minister. I'm not, I'm not standing here to praise Amy, but she has just been so instrumental in my healing. So thank you, Amy. And this morning in worship, I just felt different. I felt like I was a different Jane, the real Jane. Oh, so that was a big thing on Friday was I, it was that I wasn't me. I haven't been me, the, God, the Jane that God created me to be. I'd been the Jane I thought I was supposed to be, like I was deficient. And there was something wrong with me, many things wrong with me, that I couldn't be me. So I had to try and be the me that I thought that I was supposed to be. So I can, I can celebrate with you guys here today that, I, that I've always been the right Jane. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and I just had amazing last 24 hours. I was supposed to be here, and I did start off here. Um, I've had the privilege of being on call for um, a, a friend that I haven't known very long, and I don't know her very well, but on call to be with her when she had her baby. And she went into labour pretty much as, as the 24 hours of prayer started. And she had the baby towards the end of the 24 hours of prayer. <laughs> and I had the privilege of being with her and sharing with her and ministering with her and just, just um, sharing Holy Spirit with her. She's a Christian. And um, it was just an amazing, amazing time of worshipping him together you know, worship music playing in the labor ward, just standing, standing with her, with God, knowing that she was in God's hands and he was carrying her and this precious little baby that came into the world. And she's so beautiful, little girl, very, very beautiful. And there was so much fear and obviously, you know, a lot of pain um, can sometimes be there with labor, often is generally. But there are supernatural labors and there are people in this room who can testify to having pain-free labors. So, um, but, you know, it wasn't pain-free, but God was there with her and she knew that and she felt so much peace. And um, she did end up needing surgery, but she felt so peaceful and she'd been so fearful before that that, that surgery wouldn't be needed. And um, it was just, uh, it was supernatural. It still was supernatural. And um, yeah, so thank you. There were a few here praying. And I'm um, very, very thankful. It was an amazing experience to be part of it. I feel so privileged. And um, yeah, thank you. <laughs> I'm just going to say this tiny bit extra. But what ministered to me the most, um, just being here praying at different hours, I just kept thinking of Jane. And I'm like, because I knew where Jane was. She was with a woman who'd, who is a Christian, but illeg unplanned child, no partner, left, no, no partner, no family. And she has visited our church before. And someone from our church went and sat with her, who'd only met her three times, and sat in the labor with her to, to affirm the arrival of this child of God that came. So she, she, had, she had no person but someone from our church went and sat through a labor. That's, that's the body. So that, well done, Jane. That's really the body. So. so yeah, where we're going corporately has a lot to do with where you're going individually. So can I just encourage you, wherever there's been a battleground, just keep standing. Just want to honor you, Deb, Deb Hemble. You're someone who stood and stood and stood in the darkness of a marriage. I love your testimony. You're another sister who I know knows what it is to just get into the word and above all to stand 
and now she's someone who, like, if you're battling in your marriage, just get around Deb, just have a coffee with her. And that's what I mean. She can't help but bubble with stand, stand in the darkness of your marriage. We bubble with where, we, with where the Lord has brought the deliverance. So keep going individually. Keep going individually. And we'll be all the different members of the army, uh, army with our different battlegrounds won, and we go forward. I don't care what your history is. Lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of sexual partners Come and join us and be part of the army. It does not define you. Lots and lots and lots in the occult. Lots and lots and lots of drugs. Your history is not a threat. The only threat the enemy is afraid of is the threat of your future and who you are. It's your call. What, I d- what we do ask is that we take responsibility for any place that we've been. Because when we go forward, those things not left dealt with, if there's open doors and where we've been that's not dealt with, then there's a problem. And that's where we saw the Lord just pulled us back from all the involvements. And wherever there's been in our history, open doors, he's brought healing, where there's been trauma, and he's brought deliverance, and he's cleansed us. So that's all that's required is take responsibility for anything in the history, but it does not define you. If you're part of this church, you are called, you are seen, get that dealt with, get that individual prayer ministry, and take your place. And then the way it starts is you start to get... You've had your own battleground, then he starts giving you a little bit of area of authority, and then you win that one, and then he gives you more, and then he gives you more, and it becomes territorially bigger and bigger. It becomes suburb, it becomes Mandra, it becomes Australia, and he continues to tell you what your, your metron is. Okay, so I was in the Philippines, and I just know I had another upgrade there. The Lord told me three times, and he showed me that my metron had changed, where I felt he gave me this influence, he enlarged it. So just stay faithful. You don't know the big picture now, but he will shock you with how big it is. And it is massive on this church, but it starts with individual responsibility of our lives. So continue to just stand and to get things sorted. So when it comes to corporately, we have been released then, a whole bunch of individuals, to, as I said, cleanse this territory. So what happened in the last six months or so is we began to realize, actually, if we're battling a whole bunch of things in this area, evangelism's hard getting families united and healing is hard. Different things are hard. What you don't do is then um, work harder. (laughs) What you do is you go and you cleanse the area and you usually find, okay, people are getting jobs, people are getting saved. So sometimes things are difficult because there's things in the territory that need cleansing. And we started to learn that through um, watching some of Jennifer Ebez's stuff, reading reading her books, um, which lines up with the word and all of that. Rachel contacted them last year and said, would you come and speak to us and equip our church? And the Lord started leading us to there is that there's these, how did, the, um, how did it happen that we knew that it was Python before Jennifer came? We were seeing things of snakes everywhere and, and it had to do with Python spirit. Yes, Bethia got delivered from one. <laughs> yeah, it was just a lot of snake stuff. There's, Python, there's snakes in this region. And then we invited Jennifer Evers to come. And the week before she came, she ended up in emergency for a week flat on her back, unable to breathe uh, the week before she came here. And she knew she was dealing with a territorial spirit, unable to breathe for that, that whole week in emergency. Got better, got strong enough, got on the plane, came over here. And we were in the car and I said, well, you know, what do you, what do you feel that you're sensing here? And she didn't tell me anything. And I said, well, we're sensing that there's a serpent thing. There's a python, there's a restriction. There's a restriction on the breath. And they just started laughing in the car. She says, you have no idea what I've just been through this last week. And so she came in here angry 
She was like, I'm taking that ground. That was nasty. This thing's big and I'm going after it. And she did a lot of equipping as to what a territorial spirits are about the discernment of spirits. How many of us have been feeling where our discernment of spirit level has gone up since she came? We usually catch what's on someone uh, and we need the gift of discernment of spirits so that we can tell what's in the area or what's in a person. It's the keys to set the captives free. So um, we dealt with that. So now we had the 24 hours of prayer this last weekend. And what that was, was a time of, again, just praying into Leviathan, Python, different things in this area and bringing the opposite spirit. So it's not just all about tongues and fighting. It's about coming and bringing in the opposite spirit. So it was a lot of time of blessing in this area, releasing peace into this area, releasing shalom, really just asking the Lord what he sees and releasing it into this area. I loved being here. I, was I, I wasn't one of the faithful ones. I was here only till 3.30 in the morning. I didn't do the, that tricky <laughs> graveyard shift. But I just, I loved it. I went home elated. And that's going to sound terrible, but it's not because of the intercession. That's not why I was so happy. It's not why I loved it. I loved it because my pastoral eyes were on and I was just staring at people in our church the whole night. I'm like, look at you. Look at you. Look where you've come. Look where you've come. 18 months. Look what the Lord has done in your individual battle. I was just staring at Grant and staring at Brett. Sorry, Brett. <laughs> Beth, yes, sorry, sure. But it was just like, I was like, seriously, look at you. Look where you've come. And my heart was just beaming and, and, and then scattered. And I, I was, I was going to go slightly earlier. And then I heard she was running a session. I went, no, look, I want to see the fruit of her battle. And she ran a 90-minute session. And I was just like, who are you? Who are you? It was just amazing. That was just so good. Seriously, I saw breakthrough. I saw person after person, you know, Lynn Tipper. I heard, I wasn't here, but I just heard you were just this roaring lion doing your session. And I'm just like, yeah, you came in here unable to talk, literally. You were like Lisa. You came in here unable to lift your head even, didn't you? didn't you? Now you see what's yours, your battleground. There's different room, people in this room whose story has been rejection and self-rejection. I'm not surprised that's going to be a main thing that we minister from this church. Some of you are still wrestling with that, but it's going to be your area. But Lynn, I just was elated with the breakthroughs in this church and just like, are you serious? Look at these people. Look at these people. They're up. They're up. They're up. That's just all I, I had going on. You're holding your son, but I just want to ask a bit more about yesterday and the things you were dealing with yesterday and what happened because I wasn't here on this Friday during the day. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't need to snuggle my eight-year-old to sleep, so he's okay. <coughs> um, I, I like to, but... Um, <laughs> yeah, I came at 4.30 in the morning. Uh, so, yeah, I was here on the Friday night, uh, led the uh, worship time and then um yeah we left about 11 and our oh, prayer facilitator the first one led and led worship went home at 11 came back at four led worship at 4 30 highly don't recommend it um <laughs> hence yeah if, if there was any like if I, I was i was um like trying to tune into the jimmy barnes spirit this morning <laughs> to to because <laughs> i had no voice left um yeah, but we did that, and um, and then and then so after I led worship, then led a, a session on uh, Ahab spirit. So um, so that's uh, Ahab and Jezebel uh, in the biblical kind of story. There uh, they they kind of connect together. So Jezebel often represents kind of that um, 
demand for authority and um, kind of overcoming in that kind of way, in a negative way. And the Ahab kind of spirit is, is passivity. So, um, yeah, we felt uh, just to go after that and, and particularly slumbering spirits. So when I was away as well, I didn't play the word uh, last week, but the prophetic word that I played was from Paul Goulet from International Church in Las Vegas. His son um, just kind of randomly um, came up to me during a worship time and had a prophetic word. And he said, uh, I hear the words wake and shake. And, uh, and that you're going to, you know, God's giving you anointing to wake up people's kind of personal spirits, to call people out of slumber. And so that's really interesting because I, f- I feel like that has been happening uh, already. Um, and then I'm leading this session, then I turn around and remember, oh, the whole event's called Wake Up. And, uh, and as I was talking to Candace afterwards, that was so, this is the fifth uh, one that they've done, but that was the, the main word um, that God gave to her for this whole, um, in, you know, prayer kind of events going around was wake up like she kept hearing it god kept waking her up like all of this sort of crazy stuff so um so yeah we we just uh, dealt with some things so repented of that of in terms of passivity and particularly when it comes to men and men in the church um so a lot uh, you know you, you can't have a jezebel unless you're gonna you know you can't have somebody taking over uh, in an ungodly way unless you've got somebody that allows that to happen so i've come out of uh, a measure of passivity in my own uh, life not recognizing sometimes we we call it other things um but it's uh, it's just easier to call it what it is um uh, passivity and so um yeah it helps as well having um strong female uh, leaders around you because uh, uh, but but that aren't jezebels so that was a good one <laughs> hallelujah um uh, yeah, so then they call you out and say, come on, like, dude, like, man up. So, um, yeah, so well, we've all come out, like Amy said, she's come, we were talking on uh, at our meeting on, on Tuesday, and it's like, we've all come back with kind of gusto. We used other words for it, but, you know, got some guts, some, you know. I, was, I hung around, there was a, there's a lot of uh, Latino people in, uh, in uh, California, so, cojones. You know what I'm saying? I've been really coming back with that sense of just strong authority. Like this is, and coming back on, this is who we are. And as Amy's saying that, and, and like, uh, for those, you you know us, like we're not here like, yeah, this is who we are. It's like, oh no, like this is just who we are. Uh, it's not, you know, and we're not going to go out and tell everyone this is who we are and you need to do this. It was like, oh, I need to know who I am. You need to know who you are. You need to know what's on your life. And you need to be surrounded by people that will call out the things that you don't see on your life and the gold. And, and uh, we, you know, this is what we've been pressing into. So anyway, so really um, just prayed into that, dealt with it, repented, prayed the opposite thing. So real boldness and, and kind of raising up and particularly men. And I know, you know, the, the whole shed thing, that's what, you know, the Lord sparked in Grant's heart was just like, you know, he came awake. <laughs> he woke up <laughs> and he stood up and he's like, I, I didn't even realize I was asleep, you know, it's like, yeah, I thought I was awake, yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm awake, but, you know, then when God wakes you up, you go, okay, well, now I'm awake, and uh, and so, and that's part of the, the vision is to press in, and I know it's, it's going to be, you're going to go harder in that, so um, look out, look out, man, if you don't want to wake up, don't go to the shed on Thursday, so, but, um, yeah, so we, we press into that, and then um, it was good, it was just a great yeah, afternoon, lots of just prayer and worship and intimacy and pressing in, and uh, we finished with a beautiful time of kind of intimate uh, worship led by uh, our team as well, so it was awesome. So I just wanted to fill you in. felt this morning uh, it's, it's healthy to know where we're going and where we come from, and some of you have joined us since Jennifer Evers and didn't know, so it sounds like a lot of 
whoa, these guys are just focused on everything spiritual and demons and everything's about demons. It's not. Everything's about Jesus and he's awesome. But I just wanted you to know about where we were going and why the 24-hour was done and what we've been doing over the weekend so that when we get up in a minute to just do a little bit more praying corporately, you've got a bit of background about what we're doing and why we're doing and a bit of gumption. We need the force of faith when we pray. We need the force of faith. So prophesied over our church is Luke 10, 19, and Brad had this prophesied over him again when he went over to America. Listen carefully, it says. I have given you authority that you now possess to tread upon serpents and scorpions and ability to exercise authority over all the power of the enemy and nothing in any way will harm you. I've given you all authority. How much? Do we walk in that? Like where is that sitting on the inside of us? If we had to look at our prayers, if we had to look at our fears and our worrying, if we had to look at what we're battling with, do, do we know that here? Do we know that when we're entering this time of prayer, we're going to do the next bit? He's given us how much authority? He has given our church all authority, and to everyone else, to tread upon serpents and scorpions, and the ability to exercise the ability to exercise authority over all the power of the enemy, and nothing will in any way harm you. We get to do it fearlessly. Yeah? So... When it comes to praying, it's really, it's really important to listen. We want to pray what's on his heart, not just the subjects we know about. We're going to pray only about two things. We're going to pray about our church. I could list to you the different things to pray for our church, and there are things that it could be helpful to know. So, you know, Paradox Kids, um, where, where the worship team are going and what they're building in the spirit, how they're going to equip us, Elijah House, our family, people who are still going to come in, um, our ability to connect. Those are subjects I can let you know about. But what it's really important to is just sense what's on God's heart when it comes to the church. So just ask and listen, okay? And we listen. How do you listen? Yes. And <laughs> that's actually the answer I was going for. <laughs> but it's not the only way we listen. When you're having a conversation, you're reading how they're going by listening to their body, their body language. You're, lo you're looking with your eyes. We listen with the five senses. So I'm just going to do a little bit of equipping before we get into groups. When we listen, we also can look at what we can see. So it might just be that we see the church and maybe we'll just see one of the, the children. And then we go, oh, I'm going to pray for Paradox Kids. So we listen with all our senses and we're all different prophetically. I usually just sense in my, we all have a, a knower. We just know that we know. So I just usually feel like, I just know that this is to pray into. Sometimes I see. Others hear. It might be a sentence that comes, or you'll hear, you know, the children, or you'll hear um, um, people coming in, you know, just pray that they just, you know, you'll hear sentences. So some of you, a scripture will come to mind. So that's all prophetic listening. So just as we listen, you hear, you sense. For some of us, you can, you can actually smell. When it comes to even s discerning of spirits, it can have a, there's a smell, or you can taste something in your mouth. That's all discernment, and we're to exercise our discernment when we get into prayer. So just as we're doing that this morning, it sounds like, oh my gosh, but just settle, just settle, just settle, and just pick up, Lord, what's on your heart when you pray for us.